Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I'm super excited that you're here. I'm excited for the conversation, and I am ready just to dig into the Word of God and see what He wants to reveal and talk to us about today. Um, As I was getting ready, uh, I think we're going to talk out of Romans chapter 13, which is a really cool um, section of scriptures. But uh, before I get into that, if this is your first time listening, this show is called ROAR, which stands for Revealing Our Amazing Redeemer. Um, it's just all about getting into the Word of God and letting the truth of the Word show us, you know, as followers of the way and followers of Christ, just who Jesus is, who God is, and who we are ultimately, because we were made in the image of God, and the Bible says all were destined to be conformed into the image of His dear Son, so... All of us, you know, it, it it helps us not only realize who God is, but it also helps um, our own identity and the value that God has given to us through the blood of the cross and through what Jesus did um, by laying down his life for us. So that's kind of the whole whole point of the show. Just a simple little, you think of it like a like a digital Bible study where you get to, you know, we get to sit here and, and communicate. Obviously, um, you can communicate with me. We'll see how that works. But uh we're just talking about the, the Word of God and getting into it, because I believe everybody, everybody, every one of us, I tried to say both those words at once, everybody, I believe, should have a personal relationship with the Scriptures, and we should all feel confident as a believer to know that we know and that we're able to understand the Scriptures. You know, um, obviously, we're all growing in different things, and whether you're just going to get it all at once, you you know, that's not what I'm talking about. But I am talking about the ability, the confidence, the, the wisdom to be able to go into Scripture and read it and know that you're you're reading it clearly, you're reading it right, and you're not, you know, doing it, quote, wrong. Um, I think that's something we should all have. And the only way that comes is by hearing more of the Word, by digging into Scripture, the Holy Spirit leading us into truth, you know, but that 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 working together, that relationship, um, is just a, it's a fun learning experience. So that's what we're getting into today. So Romans chapter 13, if I could have a drum roll, um, in verse one, I want to read this and, um, I've kind of been talking, if you listen to the last couple conversations, um, notably about more, uh, more understanding of the fear of the Lord and just who, really sits on the throne of all creation, um, and just letting those realities just kind of sink into your heart. Um, that's kind of where my my focus has been, and the Lord's had me there for a while. And I think this um, scripture connects in a way to that, but it also helps us to, um, I think, relate properly in, in, in certain channels to, to different people, especially. So I'm going to read this, and then we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more there. Hopefully that setup wasn't a little too confusing. Verse 1, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. So it says, verse 2, Therefore, 
or because whoever, or so be it, or this is going to happen, therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur or bring upon themselves judgment or activate judgment. I think this is interesting that he's talking about governing authorities, and he says there is no authority except from God. So he's connecting earthly authority to heavenly authority. Um, I think a lot of times it's very easy for us to look at maybe the faults and flaws of people um, who are in authority, and because of those faults, the position that they sit in, um, the respect and the honor by which that seat, that position, that place um, is due, we don't give it because we found you know a flaw with, with the leader. And again, I'm not saying that all leaders should just be the most flawed individuals. The Bible talks about praying for your leaders, that you might live godly, peaceable lives. So I'm not, I'm not saying we should just expect there to be just horrible leaders. But at the same time, the person in leadership, there's a difference between maybe being a fan of the person or the person's behavior and honoring the position that they're seated in. Um, and that takes, um, it takes a, it just it, it's something that we have to work on, I believe, as as people and people in the body of Christ, um, especially in the body of Christ, because when we're associating with our fellow believers, and even whether it's a pastor or someone who's operating in a fivefold another fivefold ministry gift, um, to look at that gift or that office that that person is sitting in and giving that honor versus it just being a personal exchange are are different things. There's kind of this like. Not professional line, because professional is probably not the right word, but there's a honor line. The only word I can think of is professional, but like there's a line of honor where you can differentiate in your heart between just the personality of a person and the place that they stand in. You know, it's it's more of the responsibility that they stand in. And he continues on and he talks about these authorities that have been appointed. In other words, where they're standing, the jurisdiction that they stand in you know, that ultimately goes back to God. Um, but that jurisdiction, they're, they're responsible for. And if anything, you should we should probably pray for them because if they're doing a horrible job, I wouldn't want to be responsible for, you know, something horrible happening. You know, because if they, when they stand at the end, of, you know, at the end of their life and what they're responsible for, just like you and I will stand, you know, but for what we're responsible for. And, you know, something's happening and how much greater would it be if the body of Christ united around our leaders, um, not just in the body, but then our government leaders, natural leaders with love and support and intercessions the same way that Christ who sits at the right hand of God is making intercession for us and is intervening on our behalf so that we don't just explode or implode in our sins. But, you know, there's this there's this heart cry that whenever we see, you know, a fault, that fault then becomes greater than any of the good that's been there or any success that's been there or, you know, the position that is there. And that's why I just, I believe that in our hearts, understanding this, let every person be subject to governing authorities. When there's no authority in your life or in my life, we become uh, critics that have no bounds. Um, always being subject to authority provides protection, but it also guards our heart from becoming critical in a lot of ways. Um, the, the more that we submit to Christ and we submit to love, 
the more that, you know, God conquers our heart, for lack of a better word, which also means we're going to be a lot less likely to critique, criticize, you know, a person just just to critique them or just to prove that we're right, because we've already given of ourselves and we are submitted. Um, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of this. If, you know, again, the last couple podcasts, if you listen to any of them, you know, understanding the, the absolute authority that God stands in the place that the Father sits in the throne, he, where He's at, the authority, the responsibility, the decision, the the everything that He carries, you know, just judicial, judicially, I think that's a word, just when it comes to judicial things, or just legal things, or, or weighing, you know, judgments, all the weight that He carries in that area, having someone in authority over provides protection to the heart from becoming critical. You know, and and that's why we have parents. When we come into the earth, there's a reason we didn't just, you know, hatch out of an egg and just go and just be a person with no parents. No, God gave us authority because, see, that authority produces and can help us, you know, in relationship to the Father, who is the authority of above all authorities, but also it guards our heart from becoming so self-centered and critical that we destroy ourselves. See, whenever that critical, self-righteous um, kind of uh, flavor tries to come out of out of us or come, you know, into our lives, uh, that that thing is it's a it's like a I don't know I'm trying to think of the right word it's like a virus or something, you know it it sets it permeates, but it fully intends to turco- take over. Excuse me, it fully intends to be the complete dominating factor in our thoughts. You know, one little critical thought, it might not seem like, you know, a real bad, it might even be a justified thought. There might be legit wrongdoing, but if I'm going to critique it from a place of self-righteousness or judgment, you know, I now have acted in the place of God. I have now usurped all authority and placed myself above God, especially if I'm talking about leaders. Because if I'm talking about natural leaders, spiritual leaders, leaders in the body of Christ, and I start critiquing from a place of publicly accusing, you know, uh, calling out stuff, and it might be real, but now I am usurping God's authority, basically telling God, you're not doing a good enough job leading so don't worry, I've got this. I'll call out their wrongs. I'll let the people know what's going on and I'll bring the justice. You know, that's it's like that's where the heart comes from and it's like, yo, I don't I don't want to usurp absolute authority because it's not my job. That person that's in authority does not answer to me. You know, they don't answer and because of how the American uh democratic slash republic situation, I know in America personally it's where I can speak from. Because there is the ability to vote and there is authority given to the people, which is a, I think there's a fair and balanced way to have it. But because of that, a lot of times the actual honor that then goes to the republic aspect of the American government, it gets overlooked because of the democracy aspect overrules. And then you just become like mob ruled and there becomes this mob mentality of we all agree, we all think this, and this is what we're going to do. So then it's not even the proper authority working, but it's now just a group of opinions uh, just hashing it out. And see, there's there's a reason, you know, when God set up the kingdom, I'm just, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say this. This is interesting to me. When God set up the kingdom, it's not a democracy. 
God did not set up a democracy. Again, I'm not in here to get all on politics or whether democracy or not. That's not the point here. My point is we have to understand authority being in the kingdom. The Bible says I'm not of this world. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. If I've been born again, I've entered into a kingdom. Jesus said, when you go preach, preach the kingdom. That word kingdom is not go preach the democracy. He said, go preach the kingdom. So for us, I know me as an American, I can just speak for myself. As an American, there are things about being an American that I have to lay down when I follow Christ. There are rights, opinions, stances that I have to be able to discern with the word of God, with scripture, with truth, between what is just maybe an American ideal and what is really a kingdom way of living. And I then have to choose and make that decision every day. How is the kingdom going to take priority in my heart? Am I going to allow, again, just the mentality of the culture that I'm living in or the country or the nation Am I going to allow that to dictate how I view God, how I view authority, how I view other people? Or am I going to allow the scripture and the kingdom by which Jesus preached and brought to the earth? Is that going to matter about how I treat authority, other people, and the church? You know, how, how is that going to, how, how am I going to react here? That's a decision I have to make every day. It's a decision I believe you guys get the opportunity to make every day. But again, coming into all authority, why, why do we have to approach things from a, a less critical place? Because that critical, um, just words, spiritual, that's the critical spirit of the age that's just constantly going. And it's just this, this cycle of drama and critiquing and criticizing. That criticizing, apart from the authority by which God ordains, because it talks about, therefore, whoever resists the authorities um, resists what God has ordained or appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. So I, I know for my heart, if God's placed somebody in the body of Christ as a leader, whether that's a pastor, uh, again, prophet, evangelist, you know, fivefold ministry gifts, teacher, um, uh, all those, like whatever they are, or the natural things, whether someone's over me and my, my boss, my leader, that authority figure or person, again, how I speak about them, how I view them in my heart is very, very important to God. It's very, very important to me um, because my own, you know, future a lot of times will de- determine, will, excuse me, be dependent on how I view them. Now, who is the first authority that I view? That's my parents. So how I choose to honor their authority in my life, who they are, the place that God has appointed them to. If I start by bashing my parents my whole life, and that's my view of them is they just, they didn't do it, they weren't good enough, they didn't know what they were doing, they're just like anybody else, and I have now taken away and stripped my parents of all honor, which God, the one who's an authority over every spirit and every soul and every person, I now have usurped his you know, divine choice to put me in the family that he chose to put me in. I didn't choose where I was born. God sovereignly chose that as the authority over all authorities. And so for me then to tell him, well, you just made a big old mistake. The one who created galaxies, universes, every single ecosystem, and has, he invented mathematics themselves. I don't know about you, but you just take a step of trigonometry or some of these other very advanced mathematics that have been discovered 
and it's way over my head. And I'm going to tell the one who invented that and structured it, came up with it, the one who invented every single sunset that causes the sun to rise and the sun to set, the one that keeps galaxies in orbit, keeps planets from colliding, keeps our sun from exploding and blowing up and just all life ending. That God, I'm going to tell him, you just made a, you made a big mistake. I don't think you, I think you just, you didn't, you didn't do it right. I, you know, I don't, my parents don't deserve honor. You just made a mistake. You know, what a strong stance to take. And again, I'm not saying that that might even be the malicious place from the heart, but by doing that and having those actions towards our leaders, that's where our heart will go. That's where the heart leads. You you make those decisions, you choose to dishonor authority, your heart is headed for destruction because all authority stems from God. So by making fun of, critiquing, coming against the authority that's at the lower levels, you are just doing the same. That's why Jesus said, "To the what you do to the least of these, you do to me. In other words, it doesn't matter maybe the, well, they're not the king king, you know, God's the king, I'll honor him, but, you know, the pastor I have, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. That's a strong stance to take. That's the one who God's ordained and set over you to help shepherd your heart. And you're telling now the ultimate authority that you're just going to usurp and jump your way up? What a self-righteous stance to take. But see, those things aren't looked as self-righteous because those words are honored in culture. Oh, you're just speaking what you need to say. Oh, you're just doing, you just go for it. Tell them what's going on. And I know even in my own heart, this is something I am being very just open on this. This is something that I've been working through. I've, I'm not got it a hundred percent figured out. I still have to watch my words and I'm so gracious in my own heart, you know, for the repentance that God gives me whenever I do misspeak. God's a gracious God. He's loving, but that doesn't change the truth that we need to aim at. You know, it doesn't change the fact that I have a target and his name is Christ. He is the one who I am following, his way of doing, his way of living. And he talks about honoring authorities. He talks about giving. He talks about paying taxes, even at the time to a government which was very not nice to its people. Yet he still submitted to the authority. He submitted to the authority of his mother, the very first miracle that Jesus performs. He goes, it's not my time. Now, he could have usurped his mother's authority and went with, you know, God and said, well, you know, God said it wasn't my time. I know it's not my time right now, so I'm not going to listen. But nevertheless, when his mom said, just do what he says, and she, as his mother in authority, as his parent, pushes and it's like, it basically starts the step towards this miracle happening, the very first miracle, Jesus, what did he do? He honored his mother. He honored what she said, and he performed that miracle outside of even maybe the, the right timing of things. And you could say, well, he put his mom over God. Well, no, he chose to honor the authority by which God placed over him, ultimately honoring God. See, it's the authority chain, when you honor those that are just right above you, you're actually honoring God the Father himself. But see, again, understanding these things are very important um, Jesus marveled at the faith of, I think it's the centurion, who he talks about. He said, I'm a man under authority, a man over authority. He says, all you have to do is say the word. And he said, I know my servant will be healed. And Jesus marvel says he marveled at his faith. In other words, the faith, the trust by which we please the Father is actually also connected to the way we understand authority. 
You know, these things are not, they're not opposing realities, but it's, it all works together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And if we love God, understanding how he created order and right in the way of, of doing life right, correct with authority, with honor, with truth, with light, us understanding these things and understanding some of the structure of authority, which I kind of cracked open in this conversation, and I know it was kind of a longer one, but still, these things, I believe personally, were, it's very important for us to understand, and just like anybody else, you know, as I'm talking even now, it's like, I want to make sure I'm saying this properly, and please forgive me if, as you made it through this, if there was any point, point like that, or I stuttered or kind of stopped, it's because there's a lot of thoughts that I'm really trying to um, process, and I want to be careful with my words. And if I have misspoke in this, again, just like everybody else, I'm subject to the authority of the word. I'm subject to truth and light. If I said anything that was way out of bounds, that you can't find, you know, precedent in scripture, revealed, shown, um, if it's not the way that you read and you see, like, please hold hold what I say to the to the truth of the scripture and the Holy Spirit, which is in you. But I do know this, there is truth in understanding authority. And I know that this is something that is not often talked about because it's kind of a hard pill to swallow when we've grown up. I'm assuming a lot of you guys that are listening to this are in America, but if you've grown up in Western civilization at all, Western civilization has become, a lot of people call it progressive, a lot of the democracy and those other elements, they have really gotten into the hearts of man. And again, we're in a kingdom. We're not in a democracy. God didn't set up a democracy when he set up heaven. It's a kingdom. There's a king. There's a ruler who rules over all. And that ruler's judgments are absolute, whether the democracy agrees or they don't agree. It's it's the way that it is. And understanding that flow and understanding how submission is actually, it's a protection thing. You, you are protected when you're submitted. When you're under authority, you are safe. That means there's someone over you who can help cover and protect and love and work with you through, you know, your growth and the mistakes you might have made or the, the thing you might have said that was wrong. So being subject to authority is not, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad word, but understanding what kind of authority is it a democracy where I just get to tell God, well, God, you didn't do it right. You put me in the wrong family. You should have given me this or I should have, you know, am I going to stand there? Is it a democracy where I can just speak my opinion and I'm just going to somehow vote? Or is it I'm in a kingdom, I'm in a family, and I can approach boldly the throne of grace. I can boldly approach the Father. I can communicate because of the Son, but understanding the only reason that I can even communicate is because of the divine choice that God made to send His Son and the choice of Jesus Himself to sit at the right hand and make intercessions for me. If He just stops making intercessions for me, I'm toast. If He just decides I'm done, He's he's done. And, and again, if you, I don't have time to get into this, but if you want to read before Romans 13 and this happens, Romans 11, there's a whole dispensation that happens. And um, there's a, there's a scripture that is, <laughs> golly, this is wild. There's a scripture that is, that is said in there um, in Romans 11. And it's just, it's interesting where the Bible talks about, you know, God is going to, he's going to have mercy on whom he chooses, um, basically. And it's, it's important that we understand the authority flow and we honor those who God has placed above us because ultimately that honor that we 
place on those who might seem insignificant in a certain light, you know, that honor ultimately works its way up the chain of command to the Father himself. And I, one, would like to make sure that in my life, that's what I aim at. Because if I do, if I am faithful with that which is little or the smaller decisions, the smaller relationships, then that means the big, heavy, weighty ones when I'm standing directly before the Father and I'm standing before the Son, there's going to be a heart of submission and honor that'll that'll be for them just as much as it would be for anybody else. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, that was kind of all I really had in my heart today. I know it's, it's, uh, it's definitely been fun to try to communicate this one again. Like I said, this, uh, this truth is pretty fresh in my heart. So just allow um, <laughs> the communication of it to hopefully go down smooth. I'm trusting the Holy Spirit with this. Um, so if you made it to the end, thank you so much. Take whatever I said, hold it up to the light of the Word, the light of truth and the Holy Spirit. Take these thoughts, some of the things that I've said, into consideration, into prayer. Take them into that time and just meditate and say, Hey, Lord, what do you, what do you think about what He said? What, what, what does your word say about this? Take it into your own personal relationship with God, with the light of the word, and uh, see, see what he has to say, because I believe there are some elements of what I said that are very true. I think the critical, the honor, all of, the, all of those things we, we need to look at. We need to be willing to humble ourselves before an almighty God and before the Son whom he sent for us and allow him to teach us how to live, how to view authority, how to view other people, and how to view ourselves. I think all of those things are incredibly important to our time on the earth and for us to ultimately bring the kingdom by which Jesus came to reveal. And uh, I think we got plenty of time. We've got the ability to do it, but we've got to stay locked in. We've got to focus because Jesus is coming soon and he's coming back for a glorious, glorious church and a glorious bride that he paid for. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Again, if you liked it, if this one really provokes some thought, feel free to share it. Um, Again, it's just, it's a humbling honor to be able to speak to you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll see you guys next time on Roar.